Welcome to episode 52 of the Becoming MindStrong podcast. So in the last episode, we were talking about growth mindset versus fixed mindset and how fixed mindset is very black, white, all in, all out. And the reason that we started this season with that is this is such a huge topic that comes up for people in the the category of health and fitness, right? In that episode, we talked about how you can be the biggest cheerleader in the world for other people, maybe even for yourself in other areas of life. But this industry, especially the weight loss industry, it has brainwashed us, to be honest about it, to be so all in, all out, black, white. I'm either on my diet or off. I'm either working out six days a week or I'm melding myself to my couch. And a huge part of this work, if we want this to truly be sustainable, is to learn, I call living in the gray. We got to learn to live in the gray. We got to be okay sucking at something in the beginning. You, If you've hung out before, you know that what we teach here is a skill called macro tracking. And we always tell people when you start, we're not here to sugarcoat. You're going to suck at macro tracking when you start. Like, why would you be good at it? You've never done it before. And we always make our, our Ignite clients laugh because I tell them, um, you know, I used to be a, a middle school teacher. And a lot of times kids are used to middle school teachers who are kind of like uptight and follow all the rules and whatever else. I was clearly not that teacher. So day one, I would hand the kids their instrument. You know, they'd be all eager, ready to play. And I'd say, guys, I have, I have to tell you something. I have to tell you something in all honesty. And, you know, they're barely listening because they just want to play their instruments. And I'm like, no, listen, listen, this is really important before we start. So their little eyes would look up at me all eager. And I'd say, we are going to suck. And the kids would crack up because first of all, like, are you really supposed to say suck in school? I don't know. But then we would all laugh. And I would tell them, honestly, I'm like, listen, I love you guys. I have all the faith in the world of at you. And we've never done this before. In what world is little Susie going to pick up her trumpet on day one and, you know, start be ready to perform at Carnegie Hall? That's not how this works. And I would tell them, honestly, for the next two weeks, it's going to sound like cacophony in here. It's going to be horrible. And what's going to happen is a few weeks down the line, we're going to record ourselves and we're going to say, holy cow, listen to how far we came in just a few weeks. And then we're going to throw ourselves a party. But in order to get there, we have to embrace the suck. We have to be okay that when we start right now, it is not going to be pretty. And what this did was a few things. First of all, it avoided the crying. Right? I learned that early on. It was a lot of crying if you didn't give these the kids this talk, this talk. But the other thing it did is it changed the energy in the room because now when the kid, there was no, you know, look how good I am right away or teasing the kid who couldn't get it right away. It was accepted that it was going to sound terrible in there. And then we could dig in and do the work. Now, why are we having this conversation about, (laughs) about middle school music in here? Because last, last episode, we, you know, we talked about how this is so prevalent in the health and fitness industry to be all in, all out, to put these labels on ourselves. Like I'm a person who works out. I'm a person who not work, who doesn't work out. I want to take this one step further today. And I want to have a conversation about something in psychology that's called learned helplessness. Check it out. Welcome to Becoming MindStrong, the official podcast of MindStrong Fitness. My name is Rachel and I'm the CEO of MindStrong Fitness and I am here to teach you truth. No more shakes, no more wraps, no more point systems, no more cutting out carbs, and most of all, no more living off restriction. We are here to learn nutrition as a skill and it's a skill you only need to learn once and you will literally never diet again. 
So you ready? Let's rock and roll. So if you study psychology, um, it, it, there's some pretty horrible studies. I don't know. Like, I guess this depends on, on <laughs> your heart and or your love of animals. But sometimes hearing about these studies are very fascinating from a psychology point of view and pretty heart wrenching from a, a love of animals point of view. But there's a study I'm going to I'm going to very generally summarize it. This is not the the scientific evidence that went into it. But the short version is they took dogs. I believe it was done with beagles for some reason. I don't know. It was dogs, and they were put in a pen. And one side of the pen had a pad on it with, that would shock. They would send a shock sim, sim, uh, signal. The other side of the pad was like a safety zone. So the dog would quickly learn. Wait a second. If I go to the left, I get shocked. So when the shock is going off. If I go to the right, I'm in the clear. So what would the dog do? He'd hang out in the right where he's safe. And then every once in a while, they would change it up, right? The shock would go off. The dog would learn where to go to get away from the shock. Pretty simple, little bit heartbreaking. Here's where it gets worse. At some point, they made the shocks unpredictable. So it didn't matter where the dog went. He was just being shocked. If, if he was on the left and the shock went off, he'd go to the right. He'd still get shocked. With enough time, what did the dog do? He gave up. He just said, well, screw it, right? Like nothing's working anyway. So let me just lay down and embrace the fact that I'm going to get shocked whether I want it or not. Now, first of all, that is heartbreaking. If you're an animal lover like me, I was, I was learning about this, like fighting back tears. But the reason that this study stuck with me so much is on the topic of health and fitness and especially weight loss, so many of us are living in a state of learned helplessness, right? How many times have you heard someone say, maybe you've thought it yourself, nothing is ever going to work for me. I've, I mean, we've, we've run the gamut on this. I've tried every single diet out there and nothing's ever going to work. I'm already under eating. I'm barely eating 900 calories a day and I'm still not losing weight. Nothing's going to work. I've been through menopause. My, my hormones are out of whack. Nothing's ever going to work. I've been overweight my entire life and my whole family's overweight. Nothing's ever going to work. I've had a hysterectomy. So things are out of balance in my body. It's never going to work. The second that we believe that it is truth, if we believe that it is truth, that nothing is ever going to work, why would we keep trying? And the heartbreaking part is on this topic of weight loss. And, and I'm using weight loss because it's very specific to this, but you know, we could be talking about building muscle. We could be talking about getting healthy in a confusing industry. What most of us have learned is that no matter what we do, nothing ever works. So just like that dog in that shock pen, we just lay down and give up. There's a reason, you know, our coaches and I inside our Ignite program, like we throw freaking parties when we start to see the shift in women because we know this is not about the weight loss. The weight loss is a given. It's about, there's a reason it's called Ignite, right? It's about relighting that spark. Because let's go back to that analogy for a second. Let's, let's imagine this, this adorable little beetle heartbreakingly given up, laying on the, the floor of this pen, just getting shocked, probably crying and, and laying there hopelessly. Right. It's like if you've ever watched those videos of when dogs get adopted from the pound, someone opens that crate up, that thing's tail's going nuts. He's jumping up and down. It's like he's been giving a second chance at life. This is the work that we get to do in this world. When we teach women, wait a second. Yeah, it's true your hormones are out of whack. Yeah, it's true your metabolism shot to hell. Yeah, it's true you have tried 5,000 diets and nothing's worked. And because you've laid down and given up, because the system 
that you've tried all this time has been the same system and was never designed to last, of course you're feeling what we call learned helplessness. And now what we get to do as coaches, as a company, is we get to open that pen. We get to let them run free for the first time and see that it wasn't them, that it isn't capital T truth that nothing's going to work. We just need a new method. So we're taking this conversation of, of fixed mindset, growth mindset one step further because what a fixed mindset tends to do is it puts us into that state of learned helplessness, right? Think about it this way. If you've gone through life saying the statement, uh, my whole family's overweight, I'm just destined to be. Well, a few things have happened. Number one, you're living in a very fixed mindset world, right? You have decided I am a person who's destined to be overweight. End of story, mic drop, good night. There is nothing else for your brain to do. So what does it do? It goes into a state of learned helplessness. We simply stop trying. Like that dog, we lay down, we throw our hands, I guess not our paws, our hands in the air, and we say, well, screw it. Nothing's ever going to work, so why even try? And then we gain more and more weight and feel terrible about ourselves and the limiting beliefs roll in, because why would we try if we truly believe nothing's ever going to work? When we can wipe the slate clean, when we can go into this with a growth mindset and we can say, wait a second. And if you've worked with us before, you know this is always step one. Any workshop we do, anything, this is always step one, is wipe the slate clean. Wait a second. Yes, I have tried 5,000 diets in the past. Yes, every member of my family is overweight, and I feel like that's my destiny. Yes, every piece of evidence from my past points to the fact that I've never stuck with the diet. All of that is true. And I can now recognize that every single one of those 5,000 diets was based off telling me what I can and can't eat. And I know, because I've hung out with Rachel and I've listened to the Becoming Mindstrong podcast, I know that restriction is never going to last long-term. I know that I was literally fighting against my human nature. And I know that this is the first time in my freaking life that I am trying not a new diet, but a new method. And it's a method that flows with human nature. There's no more I can, I can't, allowed, not allowed, good food, bad food. It's about eating the foods I love and flowing with my nature, my power of choice. So I bet, now we're going to step into growth mindset, I bet if I get curious, if I can make it through the learning curve of macros, because I'm going to embrace the suck, I'm going to know, of course, I'm not going to hit my macros right away. Right now, I don't even really know what macros are, let alone how to do this thing called macro tracking. I don't know any of this. It's new. I'm like little Susie with her trumpet on day one. I'm going to suck. And I bet that if I can stay curious and I can keep practicing and I can have a coach and an accountability buddy and all the support I need, I bet a few weeks from now, it's going to be like those kids putting on their first little winter concert. I'm going to look back and say, holy cow, how did I get that far in a few weeks? And guess what we did? We just stepped out of learned helplessness, stepped into our power, and we did it through that growth mindset. When we can start to approach health and fitness this way, hell, if we can start to approach everything in life from this way, this is how we step into our power. This all starts with what we talked about last episode. We need to red flag the, that growth mindset, that fixed mindset creeping in. Then we do the work to rewrite it. But the part we're adding in this week that I want you to just start to recognize, there's nothing to really fix because the fixing will happen through the mindset change. But start to recognize in your life where you're experiencing learned helplessness. For a lot of us, it's weight loss, right? We just decided it's not going to work, so we've given up hope. 
for some people, it's investing, right? Investing seems like such a big, scary topic. It's one of those topics you talk to people about. They're like, I know I should do it, but I don't. That's often a big sign that there's learned helplessness going on. I know I should do it, but I don't because I don't know what to do and I'm scared of it. So I've just given up hope, right? Start to identify areas in your life. Relationships are a big one, right? If you've had your heart broken three times in a row, there's a reason that you're hesitant to get back on a dating app because we are pleasure-seeking creatures, right? And you are experiencing learned helplessness that no matter what I do, nothing ever works. Love never lasts, whatever the limiting belief is. When we can start to identify the parts of our life that we're not even touching because experience has shown that it's going to hurt us or we're going to be unsuccessful, which is the same as hurting us, this is where we can step into our power. But it cannot happen until we identify it, right? We don't know what we don't know. So this step is kind of the the precursor to the fixed growth mindset. The first thing we need to do is just take a broad look around. What areas in my life do I know I need to change, but I don't? We don't have to identify exactly why, right? Weight loss, I know I should do something, but I'm not. Investing, I know I should, but I don't. Dating, I know I should get back out there, but I don't. That's all we need to see, right? Learned helplessness, I'm not doing it even though I know I quote unquote should. Then we can have a whole conversation about shooting. Go back and listen to that <laughs> former episode. Episode. Once you've identified where you're practicing learned helplessness, now we can take those next steps we talked about last episode. Now we can start to identify where am I thinking all in, all out? Where am I thinking black or white? Where can I start to step into my power of a growth mindset and use my tools, my talking to myself like a kindergartner, my retraining my brain, and we can start to train our brains to live in that gray, to live in that mess. Okay, so today was part two of, yes, of last episode's conversation, and it's, it's the precursor because it's a broader look. The reason that we're experienced learned helplessness is because there's a fixed mindset going on. And then when we recognize it, we can do the work to step into a growth mindset. And once you step into a growth mindset, the sky is the limit and learn helplessness no more. If you haven't yet checked out my best-selling book, Becoming Mindstrong, The Truth About Health, Fitness, and the Bullshit That's Holding You Back, you can find it on Amazon or if you prefer audiobooks on audible.com.